0: I hope that we have still somebody alive. Ah, okay, sorry. Do you hear me? Yeah. So thank you very much and um, thank you for the people that are still with us. It's pretty heroic. And uh, let me tell you that I want to, uh, first of all, give my real uh, uh, thanks uh, to Irene to have been moderating this day, to organize this session, and to provide me very, very kindly uh, a copy of the book that we are discussing uh, today uh, of the historian Reinhold Martin. Um, mm, uh, She, in in my presentation, I think... uh, Irene pointed out the main reason that I'm here that will be um, um, the sharing my life of, uh, uh, of history with uh, American University. I've been a faculty for several years, I've, for many years I've been in contact, so I am a real partisan. Not so partisan if there is such a word. La capisce, Mr. Rhino, I really belong to a party. So I will be uh, uh, discussing of, of your book with a very uh, specific uh, uh, point of view uh, that will be mine and I think that is why I, I've been inserted at the end. Uh, of course, we are impressed by by your book by the extension of the knowledge of the number of uh, of uh, bibliography and the depth of the analysis that you are that you are doing is uh, really a a definitely important book uh, but as i said i'm a partisan so, I'm looking a, 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 a it from two different points of view. One point of view is being myself uh, uh, an engaged uh, uh, person with uh, criticism and theory of architecture and not so much of history, I'm looking for, for uh, knowledge wars, media, And materiality and the making of modern university too. So I'm looking, and I'd like to uh, to to discuss a little bit with you of certain themes that will uh, interest uh, um, uh, our future and our activity as teacher and as well as designer as yourself are. So that is one aspect of my intervention. And the second, uh, the second aspect, instead, is being a partisan, as I said before. So I, I was curious. Uh, of course, in, in all historical books, uh, uh, it's very crucial what, what you take out, which is absolutely normal that you take out a lot of things. Uh, so I'm not doing that game. I'm doing the game why you take out, uh, uh, personalities that I think are really crucial from your point of view, or at least from my understanding are crucial. Uh, the first thing is the uh, the, experience, the experience of the Crankbook College of, of Alien-Sarinen. Um, I think that probably around that node uh, would have been a lot of interesting material from your point of view. I may be wrong, but I really like to know your point of view, what was that decision to take out Alien-Sarinen. The second uh, question that I ask is of my other hero, that is Lucan. Lucan is still within the boundaries of your uh, time frame. And uh, mm, well, from my point of view, his uh, uh, architecture uh, that was so innovative and so rooted in some way, with uh, uh, important ideas of institution, probably, uh, analyzed with your eyes, could give us some important uh, clue exactly on your topic. Of course, I'm talking mainly about the library, but also probably of, of, the, of the dormitories, so like the more dormitories, but at least at the library. And the third, it is uh, my own hero, and then I will spend some minutes to discuss about it. This hero is Henry own battle. I am an alumni of Carnegie Mellon University. So Carnegie Mellon is my alma mater. And that means uh, is a word that you several times use in your in your book, so we all share what uh, what what it means. And I have a profound uh, relationship with uh, this school, its culture, and its campus. And having uh, on Baso is uh, one of those many geniuses and incredibly talented craftsman and uh, uh, an architect at the same time uh, in the third of the the century, in the beginning of the century, and he made incredible uh, number of works, among which is the uh, Carnegie Tech, the Carnegie uh, 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 Carnegie Tech campus in the uh, the beginning of the century, is I will spend five minutes to describe to the people that is with me uh, a little bit this campus and why I think it is very interesting to to think about it within your coordination. So, Carnegie Mellon uh, campus was uh, 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 created together with uh, Carnegie, the the famous Andrew Carnegie, that, as we know, is one of the greatest capitalists of uh, of America, and at the same time a visionary. Uh, the, the campus is in Pittsburgh, which is, uh, of course, at the time was the city of steel, and was uh, 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 a city characterized by many hills, by three rivers, but we'll skip it, but particularly on three hills, or many hills. In one of these hills, as usual in the campuses outside uh, the downtown, took place this campus. I had the images, but I was thinking that it's better, like in a in a tale, I will describe the, the campus with words. So, what they do? Uh, uh, what they the design, basically Andrew Andrew Carnegie and uh, On Bosco together, is this very, very peculiar campus, that is, on one hand, there is this incredible beautiful building for me, because it's my real alma mater, that is the College of Fine Arts. It's a superb building, it's a beautiful building, uh, done following many of bazaar rules that have um, a roof completely glazed uh, because on top there is atelier of uh, of artists and in the other floors there is at the same time architect designer, theatrician and musician so the building itself is an incredible uh, engine of uh, of artistic creativity, and for me, as being a, a master student there and later a teaching was a great experience. anyway, there is one detail of this building that maybe we, we will go back later. in front, there is five niches, and each niche is supposed to, is, is supposed to be designed using either Egyptian or gothic or Doric style. Some of the niches actually were not finished until lately. I will go back to that. In front of that of that um, building of the fine arts that sits at the top of the hill, going down along the lawn, uh on the opposite side is Almashid Hall, uh, another complex of building surmonted by the building with like a tower. But the great thing of the campus are not these two things, are the two wings. The two wings are just incredible when we discuss about this point of view. Because uh Andrew Carnegie, that was a very uh uh practical man as well, okay, was um uh, uh, in patrono delle arti but at the same time was a capitalist and a very practical man he thought well what about this campus we not going to work as a campus we may probably change it in something else probably we have to change it in a plant so what happened is that two, these two, we, these two buildings on the two sides are uh, organized along a slope. They are organized along a ramp. It is an incredible uh, solution and in which, uh, technology, space, future, possible future and present were all combined. And I think it has been a very interesting thing to think about pedo- pedagogy, media and all these things, uh, thinking about, about those things. Uh, those faces. I will show you some I- images very very fast. So now that I describe, you understand that the the the, the, the public may understand what I'm talking about, because uh, of course Professor Martinos everywhere, everywhere. Okay, this is the view of the ramp that I'm I'm I am discussing uh, of one of the two buildings with the ramp and. Even if this is not enough, there is another sub-story that is fantastic within this, that is the vaulting system. The vaulting system over there has been designed by two very, very, very peculiar uh, uh, person, architect-constructor coming from, from uh, uh, Spain that are mentioned in your book, are Gustavino uh, uh, brother and and uh, father and brother so um, these things are also of other big interest and i just wanted to mention a uh, a book of uh, uh, john ockendorf that probably surely you know that is about uh, this vault i wanted to mention it because it's a beautiful book uh, John Ockendorf has been uh, uh, our, our director here at the American Academy, so I want to mention. So, um, I really wanted to uh, open up a little bit uh, uh, this micro-story from your point of view. Another thing that I wanted to say, is, a, just a curiosity, is that I was looking, and looking at your book and say, how it can happen... That there is no Italian architect uh, uh, named here in this history. We are a little patriotic. And, uh, I think the way it's so, so uh, strange that no Italian architect has been involved in any of these things. Even Palladio, if I'm, I am, uh, uh, sure or not, is, I'm not completely sure, but surely it's not over mentioned for sure. So I wanted to tell you a micro story that, uh, that is fun, it's just fun, but I just wanted to, to, to tell before going to section number two that I am the, the smallest, uh, really the smallest, and then I'm improving, uh, Italian designer involved with an American university project. And this is just to have fun, eh? not, not taking me too serious. But the the micro story is the following, that one of the niches, the Doric niches, was not finished since the 90s. A donor finally gave $1 million to the college to finish the niches, and two colleagues of mine, Paul Rosenblatt and Bruce Lindsay, were in charge of the project. And they called me to help a little bit design these uh, niches. And I do design, helping them, using uh, what we may call a beam, when the beam world did not exist. We are in the 1990s. So I just wanted to take this credit, Irene, that I am the smallest Italian designer involved in an American project. And I... Uh, dare anybody to find somebody smaller than me? But I don't think there is. Anyway, just to have fun uh, about about these things. But really, your your point of view, your point of view about Carnegie Tech, the uh, ramp, Bostel and and Andrew Carnegie, I, I am really uh, um, eager to 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 listen to your point of view because I'm sure you will have a lot to tell us. The second part is our book uh, uh, number two. Uh, what uh, what I, I think uh, can be addressed, or probably will be addressed, I don't know, but there is, there is some topic that I think they are really, really hot. First of all, of course, is COVID. Uh, we know that uh, you mentioned one part, and you said, Correctly, that your book was given uh, to the publisher just when COVID started. Perfectly fine, there is no problem. And I'm just imagining another book. Uh, for, uh, I'm sorry about that. I don't, I don't want to be um, unpolite, but uh, I, I was an editor of 90 books. So I always had this desire to have a dialogue with the authors and imagining new books. So, sorry about that. So what could be the, the number two books of one topic It is surely call, uh, COVID, because American University enters in a big crisis, probably the biggest crisis in their life because of these things. Uh, Asian students don't find the the, the 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 reason to go to Harvard anymore, and so many others. Uh, and probably something has to change very dramatically, and has, has to do exactly with the, with this mixture. Uh, the other thing, oh, oh, of course, I am also uh, uh, well. I would say. Mm, a person that wrote a book on Peter Eisman. so I think that his contribution in this field, starting with the Ohio and uh, going to the Cincinnati campus, are relevant in the 90s. I am a strong admirer of the work of Morposis in New York, both Cooper that, as we know, changed completely his structure from his original uh, structure uh, based on the relationship with the workers and the syndicates of what is today, but I also think that it's an interesting uh, experience at uh, Cornell Campus uh, with the other works of morphologists and others in the Roosevelt Island. But I think a central figure, if we have to discuss about the, the, the book number two, it is Bill Mitchell. Uh, because in Bill Mitchell... We found, first of all, I checked just the, 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 the dates today, and I could not believe that Bill died 10 years ago. I could not believe that was already so much time. And he died when he was younger than me today, which is another thing that is really shocking me. He died when he was so young, at 65 years old. But anyway, uh, just for the uh, for the for the audience, of course not for you, Professor Martin. It is just to say that Bill Mitchell has been absolutely a crucial pro- a person within this combination of elements because he was an architect, of course, but he was mainly one of the great fathers of the understanding of the impact of information technology within architecture and in the last 10 years of his uh, uh, life he was able to have a, a, to have a leading um, position uh, in the American University as the dean of MIT uh, uh, University and as a dean there and as a special advisor of the president he was able to uh, activate many ideas on the campus but particularly five major projects uh, of people that are Gary, uh, that is Hall, that is Fumiko Maki, that is Kevin Roche and of course uh, uh, there is one that you're always missing but I wrote it, it's Charles Korea. So, um, I think uh, that will be very interesting that either in an essay or in some occasion, exactly going with your... I understand that typical historians must take things aside, but I know that. It's, 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 it's a professional attitude, but our desire will be to have your uh, wisdom also to, to deal with this topic.